Hey, Storm Freaks, it's Phil, and we conclude our Tropical Storm training series with part three. Filmmakers and storm chasers Gabe Cox and Max Olson join us tonight to share their best practices for documenting a hurricane. We knew that we were going to miss the eye of the storm, but knowing that it was, at the time, we thought it was a Category 4. It was actually a Category 5. We didn't want to mess with it. We didn't want to drive around in that. Uh, so we stuck in the parking garage, and it just so happened that that parking garage and the condo that was next to it created a wind tunnel where we were. And so the air was squeezing between the parking garage and this condo. And what's a show without some hashtag weather fools? We've got all this and more on episode 173 of the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got it, boss. Hey, welcome to the most entertaining weather podcast. This is the award-winning Stormfront Freaks podcast, and it's brought to you by Drive Weather app. Uh, Drive Weather's interactive time slider, it updates the weather forecast along your route based on your departure time in real time. So have a safer trip uh, by finding the best time to leave and avoid the bad weather with, with all the snow going on right now and heck, down in the, the southeast, all kinds of storms going on. Uh, just go ahead and add it to your phone. Check out Drive Weather app with two Ps.com. Uh, so thanks to all of our Patreon teammates for supporting the show. Uh, like new member Parker uh, just joined us as well. So welcome to Parker. Uh, we've also got uh, Josh. Looks like he's joining us in the chat. And Angela is back in the studio, one of our VIPs. Uh, so, so we're pretty set up tonight. Uh, you can join our Patreon team with multiple levels of perks and exclusive merch. You can find the Patreon link at stormfrontfreaks.com. And thanks to all of you for uh, joining the team. So we're going to do this. So every night uh, we, we introduce our co-hosts. It's happy hour every night. They always say it's 5 o'clock somewhere. Uh, it's 9 o'clock where I'm at. But, uh, but regardless, uh, what we're going to do is find out uh, what our co-hosts are drinking tonight, who's here, puts a little name uh, to the voice, and also lets you know, you know, we certainly like to have a good time here on this show. So I am going to start off with MJ up in Minnesota, our producer and Skywarn coordinator. What are you drinking, MJ? I've got a Kraken and Coke tonight. Ooh. Ooh classic. Release the Kraken. Warm me so, up. So, so I need to ask you. So, you know, you're you're known for your Kraken and Coke and Captain and Coke. What that what's your correct. preference and why? Captain or wow. Kraken? Eh, depends on the night. <laughs> okay. Well, well the, give us more than that, MJ. What do you mean the uh, night? Just, like if know. it's okay, whatever's on sale. <laughs> what, what Whatever, whatever's in the has. cabinet whatever's right. in the cabinet that's right. all right dina knightley our meteorologist and weather producer with the weather channel dina what are you drinking i have one of my favorites it's a uh, it's called decoy it's it's actually a wine seltzer i just got started with these and i really like them it's uh black cherry it's very good they're kind of tiny <laughs> You might need to drink a couple, but I really like these. All right. What's Slam a wine them. seltzer? It's kind of like, you know, those um, uh, claw, white claws. White claws, white claws but right. I don't like white claws that much, but this one I really like. Hmm. This one's good. All right. Uh, Mark Masmasaro, our former on-camera meteorologist. You're down in Cincinnati. Maz, what are you drinking this time? And 
You know, here's the thing. We would love to know what you're drinking. We see it. We just can't hear it. <laughs> okay. Okay. There, better? It's because I've been drinking. Half, That's why. Yeah, I have eggnog and bourbon. Whoa. Seasonal. Nice. It, it kind of corrodes it or whatever it does on the inside. A little bit of milk or something in there with the bourbon. But Curdles it's it? good. Is it getting kind of curdled? Is that what you're A little bit. You got to keep, you got to keep shaking it. Now is there actual eggs? Is there actual eggs in eggnog? I've always wanted to know that. Not is at it... the store. Not at the store, but yeah. normally. Yeah. And if you've had That's homemade rough. eggnog before, oh my gosh. That's disgusting. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's good jo- Josh on the chat says uh, he's got some homemade apple pie moonshine. Oh, all right. So uh, Brady Harris, our atmospheric science graduate with his ugly cat Christmas sweater on. Uh, But what are you drinking? Uh, So, you know what? I'm drinking uh, some LeBlat blue tonight. Uh, (laughs) LeBlat? I thought I, you know, just mix it up tonight. Why not? And uh, Greg, I hear this is popular Canadian beer. So you want to correct him, Greg? How it's pronounced? (laughs) It's it's LeBat, not LeBlat. I'm not so sure because I get pretty leblat leblasted when I drink this. So, all right, uh, there we got Greg Johnson, our storm chaser and photographer. He's up Vancouver Island right now. Uh, yeah, you know what? what I'm drinking? channeling. I'm channeling my uh, MJ on this one. I've uh, I've actually cleaned out all those like bottles that are kind of slightly a little bit left at the bottom of the bottle. And I've made a concoction here, and nice. uh, it's horrible. Nice. <laughs> it's really bad. I may not be able to actually finish it. <laughs> oh my gosh, serious? Yeah, it's got some peach snaps, some Jagermeister. Oh, uh, what? Oh I, I know, I know. It's. I mean, You're, you it's might like have nightfall. to leave during the middle of this to, you know. No, that's like motor fluid. I mean, that's... <laughs> All right. Well, tell you what, guys, I, I, I teased you a little bit earlier here that I had a little something extra here before we get to our guests, because uh, they're going to like this, too. So we, we're recording. Uh, this is kind of actually our last recording uh, before Christmas, before the holiday. Mm-hmm. And uh, this actually will get released uh, right over Christmas. But as, as kind of a, a uh, homage to the Christmas holiday and the fact that we are a storm weather podcast, I wanted to share with you guys a a little trailer of a movie that you may or may not be familiar with. I think this is going to become a Christmas classic if it isn't already. Um, But you can find this on uh, YouTube, but you can also find it Tubi, T-U-B-I. It's it's an app you can get on your phone. You can get it on your, your Roku and Apple TVs. But this is all free. So you can actually watch this movie with your your family. But it's called Christmas Twister. And uh, I'm going to play the trailer for you guys just so you can get excited at how festive this movie is. <laughs> I cannot wait. And, I know. I see Christmas lights. how epic this movie is. So I'm going to play this for you. Is that Greg's van? <laughs> Uh-oh. So obviously oh, Storm's coming. Let's go. They're in a diner. And this is a fa- like this is a family, right? Because it's a good Uh-oh. like Hallmark special. Fire! Yeah, look, look at the small town of Dublin late last night. It's almost Christmas. Look at the, uh, the season's not until March. Thanks to climate change. Special effects. Tornado season's coming early. 
Lip syncing, it doesn't even look like they're talking. And none of them point to an active system. So, as you can see, things should start to improve into the morning hours. So, they're F2 thinking it's going to be summer. really nice. F2, is that bad? That's a fairly large storm. Is there anything F2. bigger? So, this was done in F2. 2012, and they're still <laughs> calling like them F2s. Bomb going on. F3s. Wow. said F6 there. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We're on our way to the high school now. Oh, my God. Give me a minute. I'm on the phone with your mother. Dad! What? I mean, this trailer isn't even edited well. No, it's really a bad trailer. It's hard to get excited about this movie watching this trailer. I'm, I, I'm not, I'm not agreeing with you. I want to see this movie. Wow. You gotta get out of there. I'm, I'm still looking for the whole Christmas theme. Yeah. Well, the, the storm, the storm is named the Grinch. That's true. That's true. That was one of those guys from 24. Jack Bauer's buddy. Wow. Wow. That kid, he was flying in the tornado. Yeah, back there. F6 Twister. F6. There you also, go. Oh my god. Wow. Are yeah. we watching that for our next uh I think so. Next yeah. episode? The whole time? I don't know. <clears throat> we might have to. So so I, quick before <laughs> you get to the intros, Maz, but I, I saw Gabe Cox, one of our guests, tweeted this uh I think a few weeks back. Is that correct? Yes, that is and, correct. And did a, you watch it? I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I, oh. <laughs> was this movie really made in, in 2012? It was, yep. You can oh, hardly wow. tell. taken us all 10 years to hear about this. I don't know. It's 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 maybe they just that, released it. It could have been they just released something. it. It was made in 20 I I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. It it probably the first time we're hearing about it is because it's now free. You can find it free on all these on all these apps <laughs> and everything else. But anyway, Merry Christmas, little Christmas gift for all of you. Maz, I'm gonna turn it over to you. Let's get to our guests. Awesome. Hey, we've got Gabe Cox. First of all, he's the co-founder of Tornado Trackers, storm chasing team dedicated to filming nature's wildest moments cinematically. Their footage has been used in a variety of TV and film media, including the Netflix original series Earthstorm. Awesome. Gabe has also worked closely with state agencies to provide hurricane training videos for emergency management. We also have Max Olson, storm chaser, videographer, capturing stories via traditional methods, as well as remote camera probes that he turns into short form documentary style videos. His work has been featured on the Weather Channel, Discovery Channel, Nat Geo, PBS, and Netflix. Welcome, guys. I'm going to start with Gabe first. So when you're out, when you're out with a uh, track and a big old hurricane, are you thinking, well, let's see, I need to have another training video. So this goes well with that, or does the cart come before the horse or how does that all work with you? Um, you know, there's, I'd sometimes have a shot list that I go into a storm with, but really when the wind starts blowing, that all goes out the window, metaphorically, sometimes physically. <laughs> um, and it's just reactionary. So yeah, I'd like to think I have a plan, but it's really just responding to the situation. When you, when you're in it, are you just like, Oh, I need a black and white filter. This would be just awesome. Black and white. <laughs> How about Max? Yep. What about you? Are you looking for something specific or you, what? Tell me about your, your scenario. What's, what's happening with you? I'm usually not looking for anything specific, but I mean, I am trying to like remove myself from the situation a bit and think about like, okay, what, what shots do I need? What shots have we not gotten? And it's, it's difficult to do when there's so much going on around you to like take a step back and be like, okay, 
we've already got shots of this. We need to go do this safely because maybe, you know, we've been shooting the same thing for a while. You have to kind of compartmentalize what it is you've already shot and what other things, you know, you might want to go film. You only have a certain amount of time. What's what's Max? What's the thing that you find yourself shooting a lot going? Oh, geez, I, I've got a ton of that footage. I need to get something else. <laughs> um, well, what the problem is, a lot of times you'll start filming, you know, gusts as they start coming in and like the outer eye wall. And you'll you'll get kind of, you know, fixated on shooting like a certain tree or a certain like sign that's blowing or maybe like a gas station that's coming apart. And you, you get all this footage and you think, oh, I got a, I got a lot of good stuff already. But then like the real stuff starts happening and you have to remember that you're actually probably not going to be using a lot of that previous footage. At the time, it was the most exciting thing that had happened. But now you have to reshoot a bunch of stuff, reshoot those same trees, reshoot those same things that are now actually like blowing like crazy because you're in the inner eye wall. So making sure you don't, you don't skip out on something because you think you already got a shot of it. Um, Gabe, what about, uh, listen, shooting at night, like, uh, a lot of, a lot of times, I mean, the bane of the hurricane chasers existence is the, the nighttime landfall. Uh, how do you make, how do you make that interesting? What, what techniques do you use, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah. I mean, it's, it seems like, it feels like the majority of hurricanes happen at night. It might, may or may not be true. You'd have to look at a climatological uh, data, but, um, one of the things that I have done is looking for shooting around hospitals or buildings that, you know, will have backup generators and those will provide a light source naturally. Um, usually there's a lot of chasers out when they have light bars on their vehicles. So people will be lighting up the night around you anyway. Um, but I always like to keep, um, you know, you can get a mag light or something that, they're pretty powerful now these led lights have and you can light up a a gas station awning with them um and then uh i know max shoots with this i just recently got a a sony a7s and the low light capability on that camera is outstanding so phenomenal i haven't had a chance to put it to the test i'm curious to hear if max has but i know that um that's a game changer for me to be able to have that uh camera that can really brighten up the scene even at night Hmm. A question Max. I've always kind of wondered is, is someone like when you're in it and you're, and you're shooting and you're in, and you know, you've done your research, you're in your spot. What are the signs, you know, for, for me, I've never chased a hurricane, right? Um, what are the signs that you're like, Hey, I'm in danger. I need, you know, I need to leave. I need to reposition. Right. Like even, even if, even if you've done your planning, you've done, you've gotten to your, your, your spot, you're pretty confident in. You know, has there ever been a time where you're like, okay, it's it's all going to crap. I need to get out of here. Or what are those indicators that you'd be looking for? Do you think? Um, well, I fell into <laughs> I fell into a hole once that was covered oh. by storm surge. That was a good <laughs> sign to <laughs> find a new location. Yeah. Did you fall in it or did you drive in it? I no, I was I was so I was in ankle deep storm surge, and I wanted to get one last shot before it started coming in too much. And so I left the car, and I was walking oh. out to the beach which i thought was just solid ground between me and the beach and there happened to be some ditch there and it was Ooh. just a straight drop off but i went from ankle deep water to over my head in oh, an man. instant <laughs> um terrifying. yeah wow. it, no signs that that was going to be around me so yeah. the important sure your camera is, went Gabe, underwater too, yeah right? did the camera survive yeah. so phenomenally this i was shooting on the panasonic gh5 it went fully underwater the lens was a fishbowl when i was done so i switched out the lens I was able to completely film complete 
the hurricane. And then the following spring, I was able to film a tornado outbreak in that April with the same camera. And then at the end of that trip, the salt got to it and it stopped working. Oh, but wow. I got an additional six months out of it after it went fully underwater. That's do, you, do you ever hear? Do you ever hear in your head, "Turn around, don't drown"? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh guys, my god, I, I would love it if that was on camera, Gabe. That oh, would be so. Oh funny. well, good news is it was. Oh, and there's a gif of it. There's us. a gif of it floating around out there. Okay, nice. floating, <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, guys, when you get this video and you're trying, like, I guess what I've never really done is if I take great video and I want to. To sell it to some media company like Netflix or somebody. I mean, how did you? How do you even start that? How do you take that video and get it even shown to sell it? I would say personally, for me, a lot of interest comes from just my YouTube videos. I get a lot of emails from producers or whoever's you know going out scouting for footage. Just like, hey, I went on YouTube and typed in Hurricane Ida and saw your video, and we want to use some of it. I mean, that's it's truly as simple as that. I do have a video broker, uh, Brett Adair, who you had on a few episodes back. He he does uh, he brokers my video, but that's more kind of like breaking news type stuff. So that's going to be day of, few days after CBS, NBC, all the major news networks. That's primarily where he focuses. Occasionally, he will get a request for video for something. But um, I'd say probably 80% have just come from people seeing my YouTube videos and reaching out that way. Uh, I don't do any, I, like, I don't go out of my way to find those. But if they mm -hmm. come to me, then that's, that's great. Because it seems like video brokers are something, at least in my experience, kind of new. Yeah, relatively. I, I mean, there's some like Doug Keesling. I know uh, he's been he's been doing it for at least 20 years or so. Really? Yeah. Brett Adair has been around since 2013 and LSM. So, I, I mean, a little while, but uh, they're, you know, with Storm Chasing becoming, you know, as big as it is, at least on, it seems like on a social media presence, there's a lot more people posting stuff uh, and a lot more people asking for footage and people giving it away for free and all this stuff. Uh, now people are really starting to realize, oh, you know, you can make some money. And there's a lot, you'll see a lot of people posting comments on someone who may not be as aware, like, hey, no, don't give this away for free. This has value. Hey, can we go back uh, for a second, just back to the prep part? Do you, do you guys physically, like, write down a list of, like, shots so that you don't forget them? Or do you have them in an app or something? Or, or is it just all stored up in here? Yeah, it's it's um it's a mental checklist. Um, after being in so many storms, you start to know what you're looking for. Um, a lot of times we'll revisit areas that we know we've been to before or that we've scouted before. So we have already have a mental checklist of places to shoot in that town or in that region. Um, but yeah, I don't. I never have anything physical written down. I don't know, Max, if you do. No, a lot of it comes from frustration once you get back and you start editing something, especially if you're putting together like a documentary style thing. And a, a lot of what I screwed up the first few times was not filming enough of like the actual preparation, like us, maybe I fly in somewhere, filming video, being at the airport, or being on the airplane, picking up a rental car, driving, packing luggage into the car, taking it out where we're going. Because um, you, you're, you're talking about that, you're narrating that, and then uh, if you don't have the footage to back it up, then that's really awkward and you have to either shorten that up a lot or you just have to throw something random in there. So frustration of not having that sort of video has gotten me to the point where I just like know exactly like 
whenever we're doing this, I need to set up a camera somewhere or make sure something's filming while we're driving down here. So, yeah. And that's a good point. Cause the other thing too, is that coincides with production companies who want to license footage. They want the full story. So if you have the full story, they're going to use you. Um, and to Max's point, just film everything. Um, and that's also my biggest regret getting in the editing room and realizing like, oh man, I didn't start filming until the hurricane started. And there's, there's a lot of story leading up to the hurricane, um, the town prepping also, people boarding up. Uh, that's all part of the story that people want to tell. So I, I got a question for both. Actually, I have two questions for both of you. Uh, the first is, would you guys say that everybody has their own specific style and is it identifiable? Uh, yeah, I, I'd say so. There's, you know, when it comes to putting together like a documentary, uh, I, I think you can tell like kind of somebody either who's been doing it for a while and kind of has figured out a good flow versus somebody who may be just like starting out trying to replicate somebody else. Um, but for a lot of stuff, like, you know, a lot of us will put out content immediately after the event or during the event. And that's pretty stock standard. That's like, you know, you want to have a quick minute to three minute package that just has hard hitting stuff. The most one of the things I see uh, a lot of newer people do is when they put out those shorter videos, those highlight videos, they save they, or they might put it in chronological order as opposed to putting the best stuff up front. You always want to put the best stuff up front because that's what's going to get people to go, oh, my gosh, this is crazy and share it. They're having to click through it to find it because you put it in chronological order from when nothing was happening to when it's crazy. That's a good point. That's that's something that a lot of people make the mistake of the first few times. And that's something I always. So, so my second question is, I'm going to put you guys on the spot. Max, what would you say Gabe's style is? And Gabe, what would you say Max's style is? <laughs> Uh, so I've, I've been following Gabe for a while. Um, we met back in 2017, but I'd already seen some of his work beforehand. And I think, I think Gabe is like, he's, he's definitely got better, like an eye for like cinematography and like the way, I don't know, you know, maybe it has to do with the color correction after the fact, or just the way it's shot. But I, I think his looked like a lot more like nice art cinematography, Whereas mine are kind of stock standard, but you know they they have good footage, good information. Okay, Gabe, your turn. Well, I would disagree with you there, Max. Your stuff is cinematic for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I I love your stuff, and you're you're definitely a gifted storyteller, and that's um that's Max's strong suit for sure is being able to piece together a story, and that's what's engaging to people, and that's what gets you the views on YouTube, and that's what gets production companies interested in your stuff. They see the views and they see the story behind the footage. They're gonna want that story and the footage. I love um, you guys. I love I you. <laughs> What's amazing is you guys hated each other before this, right? <laughs> All right. So, so, so Max and Gabe, I think a lot of probably our listeners aren't, haven't been through a hurricane and the vantage point you guys have, right? And I think the, the footage you guys put out puts people in that environment, right? But, but I, what is it actually like? And Max, maybe we can start with you is like, just take us through like, what is it, you know, what is it, what does it feel like? Like what struggles you guys have? Like, what is it like trying to shoot a hurricane? Well, just hurricanes in general, they're, they're a lot different. So I, I grew up chasing tornadoes. I've been chasing pretty much my whole life. Um, and with tornadoes, it's, you know, a lot of stagnant, nothing going on. And then you have bits of excitement, whether, you know, you look at, you know, satellite and you're like, oh, there's some clearing. That's kind of exciting. And then, oh, the storm's going up. Oh, it looks good. It's kind of like these moments. Whereas 
hurricanes are like this gradual curve where you know it's coming you know you know crazy things are about to happen this area is about to be inundated and people are going to lose life and pop property potentially and it all builds 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 as the storm approaches and then finally you hit that peak and then it's like a slow decline and just kind of taking in everything that goes on around you so it's it's interesting in that regard but I mean, now now that I've gotten, I mean, it, that never changes, but I have gotten kind of used to, you know, what it's like leading up to it. Whereas like the first time I ever experienced a major hurricane, it was it was absolutely terrifying. And I I was like, what what am I doing? We were we were in Harvey uh, in Rockport and our hotel started peeling apart. And, you know, when you lose walls of the building you're in, that's that's never a very exciting thing to have happen. No. So. Uh, that was terrifying, but over time, I've I've kind of gradually learned how to you know know what to do. And honestly, I I stay mobile a lot more for most hurricanes than I thought I would. I thought you know you have to stay in one spot and be sheltered the whole time. When really, you can stay mobile for a good portion of the storm. So. Ask Gabe, ask Gabe the same question. That, that, that was, yeah. I think Brady, you meant to ask him both, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like what, like, you know, stuff hitting you in the face. Like what, what, I mean, it's gotta be, especially your first time, right? Like what you were saying, Max, it's gotta be terrifying, but it's, I'm assuming eventually you get used to it, right? I don't know. Yeah, you, you do get used to it and you have, you, you build expectations on how the storm's going to go. And of course, every storm is different. Um, it, it all depends on how fast they're coming in. You know, you, you could reach the eye wall very quickly in some hurricanes and be caught off guard. So it's stuff you have to take into account, but um, one of the biggest struggles for me is, um, making sure my camera is functional. Cause I like to be out in it filming. I don't like filming through windshields or through windshield wipers. Um, I want to have a nice clean view as much as possible. So I'm out in the elements with my camera and very quickly lenses will fog up and you have to, one of the things I learned very quickly with tropical systems is the air is so moist, even out ahead of the storm, you have to acclimate your gear. You can't keep your gear in an air-conditioned vehicle or an air-conditioned hotel room because as soon as you take it out, it's going to fog up and you're going to be dealing with that the whole time. So I I actually blast the heat onto my cameras, um, get the temperature way above what the dew point is outside. That's and a then good idea. You can avoid that. If it does fog up, I just pop the lens off and run it under the heat um, in the car for a little bit and that usually takes care of the problem. But it's just figuring out those little little tricks that you figure out as you go along and um at and not this point, dying all routine. Too. and not dying and yeah. not dying it's not a good thing <laughs> yeah lots it's of towels, be a lots huge, of towels. i mean i've got to be a huge difference with tornadoes and hurricanes i mean hurricanes are so much more long lasting in that but even the way you approach a hurricane or where you want to set up um with respect to the direction or the eye you know it's one way one thing to come up on a tornado in a certain direction but i mean are you guys getting in like the right front quadrant (laughs) of a hurricane i'm trying to yeah like cool (laughs) let's do this (laughs) yeah i mean it's a it's a marathon as opposed to a a tornado as a sprint um and the other thing you have to do when you're preparing is packing enough food for potentially being trapped so you have to plan on i always plan an extra four days on top of what i think i'm going to be there for just in case I'm there because you're in the middle of a natural disaster that's, you know, hundreds of miles wide. Um, The whole storm is hundreds of miles wide. And so you don't know if you're going to get trapped there and you're going to need food and water for several days before the road gets cleared out. I've never had that happen. I hope I don't have it happen, but I've heard stories of uh, that happening to other storm chasers. So 
it is it's a it's it's a lot more intimidating than a tornado chase um tornadoes are their own animal but hurricanes it's a long duration event you have to pace yourself um you have to pace yourself emotionally getting through it and like max said you have to pace yourself with shooting too you don't want to fill up all your cards your memory cards before the eye wall hits and then you're gonna miss the the peak of the storm well, I'll tell you what, guys, if you live anywhere, a tropical system can affect you and your home. Don't let next season catch you unprepared, okay? Whether your home is wood, it's concrete or brick or, or maz, even if it's straw, right? We trust <laughs> and recommend Windstorm products for all the hurricane hardware that you need for your storm shutters. Uh, Windstorm products, they're the largest online distributor of all the hurricane hardware and shutter installation tools you're gonna need. And they even offer a $5 flat rate shipping uh, to all states in the US. You can visit windstormproducts.com now before you forget, because if you forget, here's what's gonna happen. You're gonna find yourself when the next hurricane or next tropical system is bearing down on your location, you're gonna go, oh gee, I better go get something. Next thing you know, you're, you're going into the local hardware stores and finding out everybody else is now trying to get that stuff as well. So act now. Go to windstormproducts.com. It's your one-stop hurricane hardware shop. And, of course, they're the official supplier of the Stormfront Freaks podcast. So, hey, it's time for a break. Uh, go ahead and grab a drink. And uh, we'll be right back with more hurricane filming tips. Time for this edition of Stormfront Freaks Podcast Storm Chaser Safety Tip. Join retired fire battalion chief Randy Denzer, EMA director Eddie Aldrin, and police officer Eric Fox as we discuss some of the most common storm chaser safety pitfalls to avoid. Hi, we're covering Storm Chaser Safety Tips, and we've got Eric Fox. He's a current police officer in Davis, Oklahoma. He's also a field correspondent with uh, Weather Nation TV. And Eric, we want to talk a little bit about when you're chasing or spotting storms, you know, what, what are the best places to park your vehicle and or best way to park your vehicle? Let's start maybe with talking about things that you've seen that are definitely not the best place or way to park. This is a hot topic right now, uh, especially across the chase community. Those of us, uh, you know, Randy and uh, Ed, we've been around for a little bit where um, we've seen the, the what I call sport of storm chasing nowadays. Just the numbers have got to the point where you just can't move. It's We've got hordes of chasers that are here and they're not going to go away. There's nothing we can do about it. So what can we do is maybe be helpful uh, with our fellow chasers. We're, we're all here for the same reason. We all love Mother Nature. We just love the power. We want to see things. But we can't always see things um, because of chaser traffic right now. And a lot of that has to do with just rules of the road. And one of those that I'm passionate about is the parking. And this is state law. This is, this is a law in most states. To be able to park legally, you have to go on the side of the road that you're traveling. You can't turn around and go the wrong way, cut across the roadway and face the opposite direction. 
Because if you do that, that means you're traveling down the wrong side of the road. Well, when you do that, think about the hundreds of people that are coming down that road at you. And that's one thing I've noticed over the last couple of years is uh, the lack of patience. You know, by you cutting across that road, going down the wrong way, parking on the opposite side of the road, you're putting people in danger. And and that's what I'm seeing right now is people are just not being courteous to others, how they park. What about blocking roadways? Um, there was an incident last year that I was in uh, Central Texas. Unfortunately, they were blocking a highway. They decided just to completely block the highway to see advantage for their live stream, but they didn't care about anybody else trying to get out of the way. What about the residents or the chasers trying to get out of the way of that tornado? Because you blocked that roadway. Seeing a lot of blocked roadways just for, for photography reasons. Guys, that's not legal. I can tell you right now uh, that most highway patrol uh, officers uh, and troopers will write you a ticket for blocking a roadway. What can we do? In my opinion, the best thing you could do is just go with the roadway. Park along a roadway, you know, at least 10 to 15 feet off the roadway, or use parking lots. And when I say going with the, the roadway, say if you're going northbound, park on the, the right-hand side of the road going northbound with the road. If you're going southbound, you know, park on the right-hand side of the road. Because the moment you turn around and start doing U-turns, having to go across that roadway, you're going to get into... Uh, traffic jams you're going to have, especially on hills. Hills are one of the most dangerous things we do. Most people want to get on top of those hills for, for, for to see. Well, there's, you know, you got to get on top of that hill and there's going to be people coming up and cresting those hills and they can't see you. So if you're sitting in the middle of that roadway or parked in the middle of that roadway, you're going to cause an accident. As you're driving down a road, let's say it's a, a back road, so there's really no shoulder. What, do, what are you looking for then uh, as far as being able to find a place to pull over safely? Uh, just get off the roadway. There's some easements that are you know owned by the government. Uh, most places that are going to be grassed or have dirt, get off the roadway as far as you can. I recommend more than 10 foot. If your mirror is in the lane of traffic, you are way too close. And the other thing, if you can exit your vehicle, um, if you are parked like that, just remember to exit in a safe manner if you can't exit on the on the direction away from the roadway. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. All right, hey, welcome back to the show. We got Max Olson and uh, Gabe Cox here tonight, and we're talking a little bit about basically documenting a hurricane. And my question for you guys is this. I, I want to know, and, and I'm going to start, Max, first with you, and then when you're done, Gabe, jump in. I, I want to know kind of what's been the best image you feel you've gotten out of a hurricane, and, and what, what did you learn from that? Did, did you learn anything like, okay, now I'm always trying to go for that image or, or was it a fluke? Uh, Max, what, what about you? 
Yeah, uh, I guess best being a relative term as in like most dramatic or most, you know, influential or something like that. It would probably be this last hurricane, Hurricane Ian. Um, as you mentioned at the introduction, a few years ago, I developed these storm surge probes and they're just little boxes. In fact, I could even grab one. Uh, they're, they're little unmanned probes. They're boxes with cameras and battery packs in them. And uh, I got the inspiration from Mark Suddeth, who's been placing those for years, but he he kind of more is going for the live stream thing. I messaged him one day and was like, uh, do you mind if I do something similar? But it's mostly for just putting a lot of times you're chasing a hurricane and you've got a shot and you're looking at it and you're like, man, I really wish I could just leave a camera here and go somewhere else. And then there's other times where you have an area that's just too dangerous and you're like, I would love to stay here and film, but I genuinely fear for my life. A lot of times that that's with storm surge. Um, so this last hurricane, Hurricane Ian, is the third year we've been deploying these probes and 2020 limited success. A lot of nighttime landfalls didn't get much. Last year with Hurricane Ida, got some kind of cool footage uh, south of Golden Meadow, Louisiana on the levees. And it showed the storm surge coming up right to the top of the levees. And there's like waves crashing over and debris crashing over, but it receded and never really crested over the levees. And then this year uh, we had... Hurricane Ian, we placed probes in Fort Myers Beach, Port Charlotte, and Punta Gorda. And the one in Fort Myers Beach ended up capturing probably some of the most dramatic storm surge footage ever captured. Uh, 15 feet of storm surge coming into an area that hasn't been hit in a long time. So you have a lot of structures that have been around for 50 to 100 years that have never really seen that type of storm with that type of surge. So uh, as many of you know, everything got decimated and we, we captured... Uh, houses floating by. We captured a house right in frame that collapsed and there were people inside the house. They ended up surviving along with their dogs. And that's my most recent documentary is, you know, setting up that whole probe and then hearing the story from those people after the fact. So I, I can't think of anything else that I've captured. I mean, I've captured crazy stuff, you know, roofs flying in the air and stuff, but that is like all encompassing the most that's that's by far the most impressive thing I've ever I've ever. Max, captured. can I just step in? I want to tell you that uh, as a viewer, I mean, I I've watched and shared my my oh, fair yeah. share yeah. of tornado and hurricane videos, and when I saw that video, that was an instant share out to everybody that I, I was just <laughs> oh, I was blown you. I was blown away by it, which I think the reaction obviously was that the same from everyone. So kudos to you, dude. That was thank uh, you. Yeah, that was... I even think that it's, I mean, when I was using it to explain to my friends, parents, brother, sister, like what storm surge was, right? right? Cause I feel like so many people don't know what it actually is. Well, it's hard like to wrap perfect... your head around Brady, the, yeah. you know, 15, 20 feet. Yeah. Of, and people yeah. go, Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and in the, in like two hours, right? Like, it, yeah. like it's, it's just crazy. So that, well, that and just, it's that different. Wild. It's, it's interesting because, you know, if you look at Mark Suddeth's video from hurricane Michael, it's like, that like it's five minutes and it's from nothing to six feet of water whereas this one it was much more gradual and you you can see somebody thinking oh it's just coming in a little bit it's not going to be that bad and that's kind of what the people who stayed in the house yeah thought. i think but, brett brett's uh, brett adair's brett video of that too was uh yeah was, was that was crazy when he floated away uh mm -hmm. Bill? yeah and he had to jump in someone's house right, and, right. and all oh, it was crazy oh wow so gabe same same question to you then what what's been some of what you feel the best hurricane footage you've caught and and what led up to that and and have you learned anything yeah um like max said best being a relative term um definitely the shot that i would say 
um, that displays the power of a hurricane the most was shot during Hurricane Michael. Um, and that was actually my first major hurricane. And uh, after postseason analysis, uh, it was a Category 5. And so it was a it was jumping in the deep end for me. I was so nervous the day leading up to it. You know, the, the forecast updates kept ramping up in the night leading up to landfall. It just the pressure was dropping in the hurricane. The winds were increasing and there was no lid on it. Um, so I was terrified that morning. Um, and I had set up in a parking garage uh, with my chase partner, Jeff Mangum, and our good friend, Aaron Rigsby. And we were overlooking this block and we knew that we were going to miss the eye of the storm but knowing that it was at the time we thought it was a category four it was actually a category five we didn't want to mess with it we didn't want to drive around in that uh so we stuck in the parking garage and it just so happened that that parking garage and the condo that was next to it created a wind tunnel where we were and so the air was squeezing between the parking garage and this condo creating a wind tunnel and so the the block that we were watching was actually experiencing category three or four force winds, whereas the area just outside of that was maybe category one or two. Um, so it was a really interesting situation. It was not at all intentional on our end, um, but it was just this air squeezing and it was focusing its energy on this one house that we were filming. And growing up as a weather nut, I watched every hurricane documentary there was. Um, and there was this one shot, there was a hurricane in Hawaii and I forget mm -hmm. the name of it. You guys have probably seen the shot of the roof getting ripped off this house. Mm -hmm. um, and just as a kid, I could not like wrap my head around the power that it would take to do that. And I wanted to experience that personally, not to see someone's house get ruined, but to just experience what Mother Nature can do. And that's exactly what happened on this block that we were watching. We saw the corner of the roof start to lift and we all focused our cameras and we kept on that house uh, and it took several gusts. You could see it ripping up a little more and a little more. And then finally it lifted and the wind got underneath and the whole roof flew off like a kite um, came crashing down. But the hurricane was so loud around us. We didn't even hear there was so much ambient noise. You couldn't even hear this entire roof go slamming down on the wow. neighbor's house. Wow. Um, wow. Pieces of the house were getting ripped off after that. Saw like uh, the walls getting ripped up. Um, a neighbor's roof got ripped up also, uh, window frames getting ripped off the house, uh, really, a really surreal moment for me. Um, and a really, it was kind of a, a reality check for me because going into it, thinking like dream shot as a, from like a little kid perspective to realizing like, oh man, this is someone's house. Um, actually was kind of shook me up a little bit watching that. And I know Max had a similar experience with, um, his shot that he, he filmed Luckily, his was was an amazing uh, survivor story. Um, and the house that we filmed, nobody was in it. So um, we realized that we checked in and, and no one was there. But yeah, that was my shot. I think that was Hurricane Michael. Um, and that was actually the one that went viral on YouTube and allowed uh, me and the Tornado Trackers team to start pursuing this as a job. That's got to be one of the most viewed storm chase videos ever. That that I, yeah. I don't know many other videos that have like 67 million views that are storm Whoa. chase videos. It's crazy. Wow. Well, and that brings a question. I'm guessing with you guys being on Netflix and, you know, Weather Channel, I'm sure people are starting to recognize you. And, uh, you know, you're, I, I didn't get a chance to grab a whole lot of pictures, but I know I'm guessing, Gabe, you get questioned a lot 
you know, um, when people see you, you know, I loved you in Caddyshack. Uh, <laughs> great job. <laughs> they asked for your autograph. Uh, uh, Candy Loggins. That's uh, a new yeah. one, actually. That's new. Do you, have you, has anybody ever asked? Wait a hey. second. Okay, blow that up. I can see it. Wow. Yeah. I've never, no, I've it never had. Does. It kind of does look like you. Oh, yeah. my God. So before we move on, how about a number? All right. Just a little song. A little footloose. A little footloose. Yeah, a little footloose something. <laughs> Is that a movie? No, no, you don't want that. All right. Thanks for being a good <laughs> So, So, Max, you uh, talked about this a little bit, but, I, you know, I'm curious how much both of you are, are going into any kind of, you know, as far as you're, you're filming, trying to get the personal stories involved in that now as well. So Max, you talked about that a little bit and I'll, so I'll come to you after Gabe, but Gabe, have, have you entertained that idea as far as getting some personal stories involved and, and what goes, and I'll, I'll ask you this too, Max, but um, you know, what goes into basically asking somebody Hey, would you be willing? And and you know, do, do they need to sign their life away? Well, you know, what goes into that process? Gabe, I'll start with you. Yeah, um, I've done it a few times. It's um, it's tough. I I actually have a really hard time filming damage. Uh, I feel really uncomfortable doing it. And I know, I know it's an important part of the story, and it needs to be filmed. Um, and the the few times that I have filmed damage, that's what I have to remind myself is this is this is a necessary thing. Um, but it is, it's a strange feeling to stand over someone's ruined house and watch them pick through the pieces of their lives and just hold a camera up in front of them. Um, it's a hard thing to do, but, um, I would say Max, Max does this really, really well. Um, and he has documented some really important stories and actually it's inspired me that the last story he got was the shot he just talked about with the storm surge. Um, it's a really powerful story and it actually was very inspiring for me as a filmmaker to remind myself like, Hey, this is an important part of the story to tell, uh, you know, obviously the, the weather part is what fascinates me the most being a weather nut, but the aftermath is just as important for public to know that, Hey, this, this is the reality of these storms and you need to pay attention to the warnings. So Max, for you, what, I guess, what made you decide that, Hey, I want to make sure I'm documenting this. And, and let our listeners know, hey, if, if you're going to consider this, what are the things that you, you need to make sure you do? Yeah, so I mean, you definitely want to be tasteful about things. Similarly, I, I feel uncomfortable shooting damage. Uh, it's rare that I shoot fresh damage, especially like tornado chasing. If you come up on something that's just happened, uh, I'm usually never going to take out the camera unless there's something that absolutely you know needs to be shot for whatever reason. Usually it's it's going to be a day or two later if I'm going to shoot damage where people have had a moment to collect themselves. I get I get really kind of bothered looking at chaser footage of like somebody crawling out of their house uh, personally. But there is an important portion of, you know, there, there's importance to getting that video um, and hearing people's stories. I think you just have to be tasteful about it and figure out the right time. So the people that we interviewed, obviously, you know, these stories unfold in a way that, you know, you're constantly just trying to figure out how you could portray that. And when we got the footage of the house floating away and found out there were people in there, you know, we didn't know if they were alive at first. We, I, I couldn't imagine anybody being alive after that, but then it found, you know, we got in contact with their family, found out they were alive, found out they were okay. And we actually went down and met with them, uh, 
a couple days after the storm and we just, you, you know, we were up in Tampa. So everything was open up there. Nothing was open in Southwest Florida. So we were able to bring them some, just some basic like necessities and supplies, talk to them, you know, gave them a hug. Uh, it wasn't until two weeks later that we came back down to shoot any type of interview. Cause I just, I was, wasn't going to shove a camera in their face, like still in shock. Like, so how was it? Like, that's yeah. just not, not, not something I, I would necessarily want to do, but got phone numbers, kept in contact. And then, you know, after about a week and a half had gone by, I said, Hey, is this something you'd be comfortable doing? We'd be willing to come back down to, to shoot this. And, you know, they said, yes, they wanted to share their stories so that other people could not make that same mistake that they did. So just gotta be tasteful about it. That's good. Max, I do have one last question for you. And I kind of want to circle back to your whole probe. Um, because I hadn't heard that before. Like when I think of probe, a I think probe. of something that, that kind of moves around, but sure. obviously this has to be a stationary thing. And how do you not lose it? The probe usually has to move around a little bit. That's probably what we're <laughs> we used specify? to. Specify, like let's, let's clarify. But yeah, I mean, but... I've never like, I, is it set up somehow or? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's here. I'll I'll show you. Uh, yeah, I want to see what it looks like. <laughs> Max, well, they're just Max is gonna show us his probe. And uh, they're small. They've got a small like GoPro type camera. Okay. And then they've got a battery pack. And um, yeah, let's literally just go into a place where you think something might happen. Look around for the sturdiest thing around, and then get out the ratchet straps and. Oh, you just fingers. strap it. Okay. Yeah. These are, these are. <laughs> Take it easy, rough. Phil. Take these it are, easy, Phil. These so are. You just strap it onto something. We strap well, them on. Yes. They're off in their own little world there. And I'm trying to fi find this out, but. Yeah, this is, this is about like, this is a couple hundred dollars to build one of these. So it's like, if I lose it, it's not the end of the world. I actually built a new one that would be significantly worth lose. And that, that's, uh, you know, that'll be next season, maybe. Uh, it'll be like the high quality probe that I really make sure it's in a good spot. But these are just like, cross your fingers, hope you made a good call. And I've yet to lose one yet. Uh, and last, I, I, I got an add on question here. <laughs> what, oh, of course you do. What the hell did you strap that to? That it, it, like, that it, was, it was like, but no, but like these buildings are falling down and sure. this probe is not moving. I mean, it is like solid. What It was... It was a concrete uh, telephone pole, just a, a okay. blessing from God that there was that there because everything else, you know, all the, there was another storm chase, uh, you know, surge camera, surge probe that was uh, just maybe a couple hundred yards down and they strapped it to a wooden pole and it, it they didn't find it. I think they found pieces of it. Um, so it's just really trying to find anything that looks like it'll be suitable. I've done high tension power lines on the levee system. We strapped it to a, uh, like a drainage pipe, like really high tent or uh, high quality drainage pipe that they use probably if stuff overflows. Uh, and then I've done, gosh, I've done wooden telephone poles, but only if that's the only thing around bridges, just whatever, whatever looks like it's the sturdiest thing in the area and it's got to be pointing it. Another thing that I've learned is uh, making sure it's not pointed into the wind and it's not going to be somewhere that is going to get too dark if it's going to be a nighttime landfall. So trying to find somewhere that'll stay well lit. So, so Dina, the lesson to learn is strap on that probe. That's, <laughs> yeah. on his, I'm trying I'm sorry, to be serious. I'm, I'm not trying to ask him about strapping on his probe. <laughs> that so, so that's the sound. It's time for our lightning round. Uh, so this gentleman is our game show of flashy 
and brilliant questions uh, that we always get to play with our guests. And and so so here's the thing tonight. Um, you may have all heard in, any of you big Sesame Street fans or grew up with Sesame Street. Yeah. You might have heard recently that Bob McGrath passed yeah. away. Good old good old original Bob from from Sesame Street. Who are the people um, in your so, neighborhood? You, that's right. So we're gonna we're gonna play a, a little game in honor of Bob. Hey, you ready to play a little game? Hmm? Okay, good. Here we go. Three of these kids belong together. Three of these kids are kind of the same. But one of these kids is doing his own thing. Now it's time to play our game. This was on TV. That's a little divisive. This, yeah. So, so this was. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna play a little game called "Which of These Hurricane Kids Does Not Belong," and and so I'm going to give you the name of four hurricanes. Three of them are actual names of hurricanes from 2020, 2021, or 2022. Oh, okay. Okay, but the fourth one is not the name of a hurricane uh, over those, or not the name of a tropical storm. I should just say tropical storm, not hurricane, because not all of those were hurricanes. Mm. <laughs> um, but one of them w- was, not, was not, okay? And, and to celebrate the holidays, that fourth name that does not belong is actually the name of a character of a beloved holiday uh, TV show or movie. Wow, this is complex. Where does Elmo come in? Complex. It sounds like it should be easy. A little bit. So it's just here's you're getting four names. One of them doesn't belong, and the one that doesn't belong just happens to be a character of a holiday movie or TV show. And and we have we have to pick the month that it was made. Nope. Okay, I was just nope. So so here's what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna I'll start with Max. Uh, I'm start with him, and then I'll next group I'll go to Gabe, and and we always let the the freaks kind of chime in they can give you their thoughts if you want but uh, you guys the key is to basically come up with the one that doesn't belong does that make sense what, what generation is this, this is I this from it. i well the the tv shows and movies are beloved classics that's oh, what the, I'll, okay the i'll classics. tell you okay okay so Sorry. here's the first one max i'll start with you okay here are the four tropical storm names laura lisa larry and lumpy which of those does not belong? I don't quite remember Lumpy, but uh... you didn't chase Lumpy. Oh, that would have been a meme. <laughs> that, that is funny. correct. Now here, I'll give you extra points, Max, if you can guess the oh. holiday classic that that oh name belonged to. I, I don't. Know. I don't know Lumpy. Oh, I might be too yeah, young you for that. Isn't that a, one of the? Anybody? Isn't he one of the Smurfs? No. No, Maz. Maz what is it, you Maz? Know? Scrooged. No. Scrooged. What? No. Wow. Yeah, he was called Lumpy. Was he? Yes. Okay, well, Lumpy was also in the uh, Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh, my gosh. If you're familiar with uh, that really? as well, but that's okay. all right. Nobody's the beloved, familiar with that. The beloved, I didn't even know that was a beloved thing. Special. <laughs> beloved special. All right, Gabe, your turn. We have uh, Henri, Henry or Henri. Henri. Ha- uh, Hannah, Hans, or Hermine. Hans. Yep. Oh, very I know good. This now, one. can you name the uh, beloved holiday classic that that is from? Hans. Is that also, the Star Wars Christmas. 
No, nope, that is not. Oh. What do you guys think? Dina. Go Dina. Die hard. Die hard. Die hard. Yeah. Oh. Christmas. How is that a Christmas? I mean, it's at Christmas, but they <laughs> no, said but that everyone was, says it is, and they just don't get it. Number one Christmas movie. Hans Gruber. Yeah. No, I know, but I. Why is it a Christmas classic? I mean, like, I get, I get that everyone thinks it is. It takes place at Christmas. Christmas party. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, Max. We're back to you. Here we go. Bonnie, Bumble, Bill, <laughs> or Bertha? Uh, Bumble. <laughs> yeah. Very good. All right. Name the holiday classic Bumble is from. Bumble. I, I had doing good at the first part, not good at the second part. I have no clue. All right. Anybody? Bumble? Um, That's a dating Rudolph? app that I use. Rudolph. No, it's one of those Rudolph. animated. Rudolph. That's Rudolph. He's Rudolph. the abominable Rudolph. snowman. Yeah. Bumble. Bumble sucks. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, where are we at here? Gabe, back to you. We have Martin, Mindy, Marco, or Margo. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Why is Gabe getting all the hard ones? Yeah, yeah come on, that guys. That one's impossible. <laughs> say, say, what was the, what were the Martin, first? Mindy, Marco, or Margo? Margo? Yeah. yeah. That doesn't sound real. Yeah, <laughs> Margo, yeah, very good. Now, name the holiday classic Margo's from. Margo. That's what I can't remember. Up in North Dakota, right? Margo? Margo? <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh. Margo. Christmas Vacation. She was the oh, neighbor. Wow. Remember the yes. Todd and Todd oh, and Margo? Oh, Margo. That's yeah. a good one. Okay, that's Todd. That's an option. <laughs> okay, Margo. All right, here we go. Uh, back to you, Max. We have Farkas, Fiona, <laughs> Faye or Fred? Farkas. <laughs> it is Farkas. It is Farkas. So, so name name the holiday classic Farkas is from. I don't know. Remember, is it Skid Farkas? What's that his full name? Oh, yeah. Christmas That's story. Yeah. Christmas story. Nice. Farkas. Yes, right. The mean kid. He was the bully. He was the bully kid. All right, Gabe, back to you. We have Renee, Ruby, Richard, or Rose. Which okay. doesn't belong. This just is not fair. Gabe, I'm telling you, this is not fair. <laughs> Ask me the ones that have Max's name above He's still it. doing well. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going in order. That's all. <laughs> uh, what was the list again? Renee, Renee, Ruby, Richard, or Rose. So three of them were, were tropical storm names over the last three years. One of them was not. I don't remember a Ruby. That sounds suspect. Oh, wow. it is Ruby. Nice. Uh, Ruby Rose. Deagle. Anybody remember the name Ruby Deagle? No. From yeah. Gremlins. Ah. Ooh, Gremlins? that's a tough one. Gremlins. That was a Chris. That was Christmas. What is? Was... I don't even. I don't even. What is that movie? Oh, that was fun. It's good, good movie. Good movie. Wasn't there a Ruby in Christmas Vacation too? I think. Check it out. It might have been. Oh yeah, there was. There was. Yeah, yeah the, girl. With the daughter. Hey, the daughter was Ruby. So it could have been either one. All right, back to Max. Here we go. We have Potter, Peter, Paula, or Paulette. Which doesn't belong? One more time. Potter, Peter, Paula, Paulette. I want all of Max's questions. <laughs> yes, I do. Too. <laughs> uh, I'd say Potter. That is correct. All right, bonus points if you know the the uh, holiday special Potter, Potter was in. Mr. Potter. Anybody? Christmas. It's a wonderful <laughs> life. It's a wonderful life. Oh, hey. Wow! Wow! That's the best Mr. Potter. All right, Gabe, back to here we go. Last one. 
you can totally redeem yourself. On this <laughs> one, okay? uh, Elsa, Earl, Edward, or Ebenezer? Ebenezer. <laughs> that was an easy one. For sure, it was Hurricane Ebenezer. Oh. All right, bonus points. Where's Ebenezer from? Scrooge. Scrooge. Christmas Carol. Christmas, Christmas Carol. Carol. Very good. Well done. Well done. Good job, guys. Nice you rock guys. that. All right, so uh, Max, I'm going to start with you. Where can our listeners find you and your your material and films? Uh, pretty much everything just goes on to uh, Max Olson Chasing YouTube channel. And then I've got Twitter and Facebook, but those are just my name. I don't really have anything else other than YouTube. Very good. Gabe, how about you? TornadoTrackers.org or at TornadoTrackers on any social media platform. Are you, are you guys going to have to rebrand now that you're doing all these hurricanes and everything? You know, we thought about it. <laughs> it's hey, so if much it's easier not to chase broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Also, that's KennyLoggins.com, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Awesome. We'll tell you what, we're calling all weather enthusiasts. Join the AMS Weather Band and become a part of the American Meteorological Society. These members have been at the forefront of weather, water, and climate research for over 100 years. So you'll get to go behind the scenes with the 10,000-plus scientists, broadcasters, educators, and researchers of the AMS. And I, I know a lot of our folks, uh, freaks here, are, are part of the AMS as well. But what's great about the AMS Weather Band is it brings together weather professionals and weather enthusiasts. So band members... You guys can grow, grow your knowledge and appreciation of weather and climate by participating in virtual events. Uh, they offer some online discussions, Q&As, AMAs. They do webinars, uh, photo contests. So they just released uh, the, the results of their uh, recent photo contest and a lot more. So AMS Weather Band, it gives you the opportunity to interact directly with those in the scientific community. Learn more and join the band today at amsweatherband.org. Check it out. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to take our final break, uh, but don't leave because uh, we're going to be coming back uh, with some great and unbelievable hashtag weather fools. So stay tuned. Hi, this is Storm Chaser and co-founder of TornadoTitans.com, Rachel Center, and you're listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Let's take a drive under the moon. Let's take a drive under the somber sky. Let's take a drive under the moon. Welcome back, everyone. Jingle bells, jingle bells. This segment definitely doesn't smell. What is this segment for those that it's your first time? Well, this is Weather Fools. What is Weather Fools, you say? It's us as the freaks. We're going out on the internet, the dark web. I know Phil doesn't like that term, but we're still looking on it. We're looking for videos, pictures of someone that did something not so smart, and it deals with the weather. I, I understand we have some overachievers tonight, so we have quite a number of weather fools. People have been very naughty. <laughs> Phil, who is your weather fool? Whoa, starting off with me. Okay, first one. Uh, this is a recent uh, drone video from Brian Imfinger uh, down in the uh, southeast. This is down in Louisiana. He basically took a video 
of um, a tornado. And, and this is what's really interesting, guys, is if you're chasing in the southeast in Dixie Alley, a lot of times the, the only way you might be able to actually take video of or get photos of a tornado is if you're using a drone just because of all the trees and the uh, the terrain and everything else. Here's our, here's our, uh, I'm going to fast forward a little bit on his drone video of this tornado. And, wow. and it's crazy, right? Wow. I mean, that's one of the best drone videos I've seen is from Brian. The amount of drone video he's gotten in the last like year alone of tornadoes is right, just right. magnificent. Yeah. He, I mean, he, I don't know in fact, he I it. think he's lost a number of drones. Oh, I'm sure. Getting yeah, I'm sure footage, going down. but he makes he makes plenty of money just on this footage that he's getting. But as we go through this footage, you're going to see it uh, start catching the highway next to us, and you're going to see some headlights. And watch, you know that this person driving with the headlights can't see uh -oh. this tornado because of the trees. Oh no! Look at how oh, close they get to the tornado. Ooh. I'll play wow. that again. Although he does look like he's like hauling he, ass. Well, it's it's time lapsed. That's crazy. <laughs> but they just, I mean, they just miss. He got lucky it dissipated too. If it didn't dissipate, right. it probably would have been a right. problem. Right. Wow. But you, you know, they couldn't even see it, <gasps> right? Because of the yeah. trees. And it's so, just a high, it's just a so road it, with a bunch of trees. So we're being honest, though, that, that was probably a storm chaser. That's Brian chasing after his drone. <laughs> right. I'm getting that trying back. To, trying to make it a more exciting feed. All right. Next one. We're, we're down in Houston where they have some flooding. And this is a highway in Houston that's kind of got some water Whoa. through it. And what, one, of the, one of the things that our listeners will have heard in this particular episode is one of our Storm Chaser safety tips. We were actually talking about driving uh, on wet roads and hydroplaning. Right. And this is a video basically on a highway, an interstate in Texas that's that's has definitely a lot of water. You know this is a huge hydroplaning issue right here. And cars we're are just zooming going through 60, it. 60, Lord. 70, 60 oh, or 70 yeah. miles an hour for sure. I just you wish can see somebody their had their window catch. open. That would have been funnier. <laughs> How are they not going everywhere though? That's yeah. crazy. I know. But you lucky, you can kind of see their lucky. wheels like yeah. catch a oh my god. Couple gosh. of them kind of twist. Yeah. 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 Wow. Jeez. Anyway, cra crazy. You got to be careful of this stuff. All right. Don't do uh, that. Next one is this is uh, ah! remember Buffalo? That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo had the had the big uh, lake effect snowstorm yeah. uh, a few weeks back. And this was uh, near Buffalo. <laughs> there was a car completely lights. covered, completely oh covered with snow, but you can still, through the snow, see their flat <laughs> emergency blinkers. Yeah, it looks like a mound with some Those lights. Those are working you. well That's for you, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, and, and then the last one also <laughs> is from that same storm in, in Buffalo. Uh-oh. Oh. And look at the gridlock. Oh of semi-trucks, Angela in our green room, she she could probably relate to this, but all the semi-trucks mm. and cars that are just at a standstill. Mm. And yes. they, uh, we you can knew see, this was look at, coming. Look at, the guy, look at the car on the left here. There's a guy out trying to push it to know. I saw that. Head. He's trying to, right yeah. here. 
You can he's just like, see his like legs just like flailing the back. <laughs> he's, not, he's not going anywhere. Not getting any traction. The Amazon truck so, is so sad. Is everybody knew you. this was coming? Yeah, right. right. Yeah. I want to yeah, know what Clement well is driving. Forecasted. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, seriously. Whoever this, whatever guy's driving right now is. is you know. That's Clement's video. I wonder if that's his Rav Four because he got a Rav Four this year. <laughs> yeah. Going right through the snow. That's a yeah, Toyota man. ad right there. Yeah. <laughs> Sponsors. He probably got a rental. All right. So anyway, so that's uh, th those are my weather fools. Well, well, Phil, that was pretty great. I'm, I'm going to go next just because I got one. I'm sticking on the snow theme here. Uh, so this was from Colin Higgins, who I have no idea who that is. Uh, but I think this is from BBC Weather. Mm -hmm. And this is what not to do, uh, you know, if you're in an apartment complex and it snows. Right. Um, so. He's <laughs> just skiing, basically skiing down a staircase. Skiing down a what, staircase. Wow. Is what's going on. Through that door, window, or whatever that is at the bottom. At the bottom, but he takes the turn well. He makes the it, turn it, well. It looks, it looks by the marks, it looks like people have done it before. I just it can't wait to someone, yeah. you know, yeah. someone does walks the door and then runs. No, but, you know. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Because wow. I just feel like somebody's going to hit those bars or go through the window. Yeah. Yeah. But, all right, okay. uh, Dina, I understand you have some weather fools. Uh, yes. So this one, you know, I got to make fun of this girl only for the fact I've been there. <laughs> but she's getting out of this truck and it's not even that snowy, but she's got on these like super high heels. Oh, I will good. say she's got some. Oh, oh, ouch. And oh. You know, that's got to hurt. That's a cheerleader like, split. Oh, that's yeah. that just hurt. That one hurts. One more time. <laughs> Bam. In a skirt. Oh, oh my in goodness. A skirt. Oh, and I, I will make fun of her only because I've been there. Uh, and then you've done the splits in uh, the ice like that? It just it makes you want to go to the emergency room. And I was I mean, when I oh. didn't care if I was in a mini skirt and heels in the snow, I didn't care. Um, oh and then the last one, this is a still, but it's um this is in Washington. A trooper stopped this driver on State Route 16. Oh no, they the were driving. was observed to be completely covered in snow. There's like a <laughs> tiny little hole they're looking through. So the driver uh received a five hundred and fifty-three dollar <sighs> ticket for neglect uh negligent wow. driving in wow. the second degree. I'm like, come on, man. There's they can't see anything. No, no I mean, how hard would it be to wipe that off? I know, Come like on. even with your hand, it doesn't look like it's frozen no. to the. Um, I mean, for that few inches that's open, it doesn't look like it's actually. It frozen does look like icy ice. underneath, though. Look at the yeah. ice underneath Maybe, the snow. But I mean, you could probably get the snow off. Yeah. I mean, for everyone listening, it literally their entire windshield is covered with it's snow. I'd fight it. I'd fight that ticket. <laughs> I know. Forget it. I'm taking it to court. <laughs> I can see just fine, officer. Yeah. The, the thing this is, there's no like They didn't even try and remove it. It's just like, ah, I'm just going to go. Yeah. This might as well, you know. Uh, all right, Greg. Uh, Billy Greg Cyrus, apparently, as you're called. Uh, yeah, who are listen, you my first one here, guys. It's, I'm, I'm not even going to play the video. I'm just going to show the, the screenshot. This comes from the Weather Channel's Instagram. Now, Listen, this is not a, uh, I'm not picking on the. Don't make uh, fun of her. No, I'm not at all. I'm not at all. She's my friend. No, I'm not at all. What I'm going to make the weather fool here is the idea of, you know, polar vortex, Arctic Express. Listen, there was a time I'm old enough to remember when a storm came through, we called it winter. And, <laughs> right. And, and, and like this idea that somehow this is some unusual event in mid-December 
uh, this Arctic Express on the way. Anyway, I'm off my soapbox on that one. That's my first. Is there a train uh, that's coming? Uh, right. Yeah, exactly. It's like exactly. No, Harry, Harry Potter's coming on the Arctic <laughs> right, Express. Right, right. So anyway, um, that's just my little uh, soapbox weather fool from the Weather Channel. Now, this one uh, also comes from the Weather Channel. And, What's uh, the problem with you today? There you go, Dina. You go, Dina. Oh. Well, this one, this one's actually awesome. I saw uh, this. One. The, yeah. the, the, <laughs> this 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 one's uh, pretty fun. Let me put it into motion here. Uh, so this tornado's crossing the road, but the weather fool is the guy who's out of his truck. The traffic came yeah. Uh, okay. And I looked to my right, and you could see the funnel cloud forming, and that's that's when I started filming it. That's when and, I got out of my truck and started filming. Yeah, right, right. So, you know, I, I mean, I, I get that this uh, it's exciting to see the tornado and stuff, but he doesn't know if that's coming towards him or not. But the guy in the truck in front of him who literally oh, yeah. got out and was <laughs> walking around, I mean, to me, that's uh, that's definitely a weather fool. And my third one, Dina, you're going to love this, still from the Weather Channel. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. But what this one. F- this one is this one is actually quite brilliant, uh, and I'm sure some of you have seen this one already. But basically, this is uh, the tornadoes that happened in in Texas on December 13th. And look at this footage! But I love the music. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, this guy. I remember this one. Yeah. What's the music? I, I what is that? It's, it's too just garbled. Christmas music Christmas. in the background. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we put that on there, though. He had to have she, it on no, his no, radio. That was, that was, in, the, that was the in the car, right? Yeah, yeah. she drops the F-bomb. She, drop, it. she dropped the <laughs> F-bomb. And what I love about this video is in the, uh, you know, uh, right lanes, you know, heading towards a tornado, you see this uh, Ford Raptor do a quick U-ball and start heading the wrong way until they realize. Yes, right at him. Uh, yeah. uh, there's uh, there's He's getting coming. the hell out of there. Yeah. Smart, though. He's not a weather fool. <laughs> there he comes. Oh, he's like, oh! He's like, out of my way, <laughs> <laughs> Now, Dina, you'll be happy to know that on the Weather Channel feed on Instagram, they actually didn't put the part of the video where she was dropping the F-bomb. Oh, no, uh, we take those so, out. Yeah. Bill does too. Yeah, we we do too. Do do you have a Weather Channel raw video? (laughs) (laughs) You should. should. Yeah, we should. (laughs) Well, well, cool guys. That was uh, that was Weather Fools. Thanks for everyone's contributions. That was pretty awesome. Gonna not gonna lie, this is one of our better ones we've ever had. If you want to see these and more, go to stormfrontfreaks.com. Look under the show notes section. Look for show one hundred and seventy three. Send me a postcard, drop me a line. You've got mail, baby, yeah. All right, MJ. All right, we got some mail in the Freak Fan Box this evening. Loss, at loss underscore seven, tweeted to us, uh, actually to us and Jim Cantori and um, uh, Josh Morgerman. Uh, Saturday, World Cup football, not soccer. World Cup football, Sunday at Stormfront Freaks podcast. Christmas parties have nothing on this perfect weekend entertainment lineup. Oh, nice. Was very Thanks, nice. Lois. Yeah, Lois did us a, a nice nice compliment there. Appreciate that. And then, 
Alec, one of our uh, Patreon members, joining us this evening, um, interestingly, sent us a tweet and says, all caught up on the at Stormfront Freaks podcast. Wow. I was never a podcast guy, but I'm hooked. Oh. So, and, and now wow. Alec's a Patreon member. So we're glad we hooked you, Alec. Thanks for joining us. And thanks for uh, tweeting out to us. Thanks, Alec. I mean, that's hundreds of hours. So that's that's impressive. Yeah. That is a, that's a commitment. Yeah. <laughs> Get and help, we're, Alex. And Get we're help. sorry about we're sorry about some of the early ones. Oh. We're sorry about all of them. What are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> yeah. So thank you. That's the Freak Fan Box. Very good. So hey, I think uh, that just about does it for this episode of Stormfront Freaks podcast. Uh, so thanks for listening or watching. And yeah, before we announce our next guest, Phil, uh, if you love the show, and don't forget to follow us on your podcast player, like hit the uh, subscribe or the like button on there so you can get notified and receive the episodes as soon as they get released and you can get them right in your library. And please help us out guys by uh, sending a link to one of your favorite episodes, send it to a friend. And you can subscribe to our YouTube page and watch previous versions of our Stormfront Freaks Raw recording, which are completely unedited. Yeah. Hear all the great conversations yeah, and all my F-bombs. Yep, Hear all the great conversations the during breaks. Great <laughs> questions from our VIPs and who knows what else gets censored or edited out of our audio podcast. Just search Stormfront Freaks on YouTube or find the link on our website. And we'd also love to have you on our Patreon team to check out all the ways you can provide more for you as you support the show. Visit stormfrontfreaks.com to find the Patreon link so you can join our raw broadcast, have access to lots of merch, and even become one of our limited VIPs and be with us and our guests in the studio and every show, which is really fun, by the way. Special thanks to our great guests this evening, Gabe Cox and Max Olson. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. It was a good show, Max. Thanks for uh, yeah, that was fun. Thanks for that being was. with us and Welcome uh, for a first timer. You just lost your virginity on stormfrontfix.com. So, oh, the probe. Uh, so, so don't forget to check out all our new Stormfront Freaks merchandise uh, here for the holidays, guys. We just set up a new merchandise store. Uh, we got some great hashtag Weatherfools uh, gear, uh, some Weather Trollbot 5000 gear, some cool stuff with our logo. Uh, you can find it along with everything else at stormfrontfreaks.com. So, uh, Freaks, let's find out how our listeners uh, can find you and your content. Maz, I'm going to actually start with you tonight. Awesome. You can find me on Twitter at MoneyStorm, the number four, and the letter U. Make it awesome. rain. Hey, uh, cat, uh, ugly cat sweater guy, Brady, uh, where can they find you? Yeah, this is, I mean, it's not that ugly. It's kind of scary. He looks right? like yeah, he's yeah, kind of like crazy little, with blood little, coming out of his eyeballs. You know, that's lasers. That's lasers. Oh, See, he's, lasers. he's lasering the people. <laughs> anyway, uh, so you can find me at Columbus Weather with Brady on TikTok and at Instagram or on Instagram. Very good. Dina. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at LadyPilot70 or Instagram at DinaOSU. All right, Billy Greg Cyrus. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at real Donald Trump uh, <laughs> <laughs> or my, my other hand at, at tornado, at tornado, Greg. 
uh, on uh, Instagram and Twitter. And uh, if you're looking for web content and uh, learning how to use your camera, you can find me at cameraeasy.ca. Awesome. All right, MJ. Twitter at Mark Stormpod, M-A-R-C. Cool. Cool. That everyone? Yeah. Yep. All right, guys. Well, next episode, we're back recording a bonus year-end episode live on December 29th. That's your guys' Christmas present, right? We're doing a bonus episode with friend and past guest of the show, Jeremy Bauer. He'll count down the top 10 episodes of the Stormfront Freaks Raw. Then we'll start the year off right on January 5th, recording for the first time with meteorologist and hurricane expert Philip Koltzbach. Patreon members or Patron members, as I like to call it, can join our raw <laughs> video recording live and the edited audio podcast will be available to everyone the following weekend. Very good. All right. So for uh, we're going to go from Maz and Brady and Greg and Dina and MJ and Max. And then, and of course, we've got uh, Dan and Angela in the studio. I'm going to go ahead and signal the all clear and we will catch you all next time. So good night and Merry Christmas. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Find our bi-weekly show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast app. And watch our live and recorded shows on YouTube. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, merchandise, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you are there, check out our live interactive storm chaser radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Search Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.